Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday night as I am recording this, following the Denver Nuggets loss. Final score of this one, 124-107. The Minnesota Timberwolves came in and kicked Denver's ass. That's probably the best way that I can describe this, and they did it by shooting the absolute shit out of the ball. Uh, it's tough. It's a very difficult situation for Denver to be in where that's just not really something that they can control. Uh, but they also didn't really help themselves in a number of ways. They gave the Minnesota Timberwolves a number of open shots, uh, and they didn't really close out that well or run them off the three-point line to the extent that they really needed to. Um, the Timberwolves took 48 threes. They took 88 total shots. They only turned the ball over 11 times. They only had six offensive rebounds. It really was just the shooting, and Denver's defense was not good enough. It started with the starting unit. We're going to talk about them in the first segment. Going to talk about the bench in the second segment and some some brief things I noticed before. In the third segment, we are going to talk about Marcus Howard and the mounting injury situation that, man, it's just uh, it's just kind of getting to a really rough place here. So, we're going to talk about that, uh, but first let's talk about the starters. Like I said, T-Wolves beat the Nuggets 124-107, 23 made three-pointers out of 48. They shot 48% from the three-point line on 48 attempts. That's incredible, uh, but the main reason why they did was because of Anthony Edwards. Uh, he is a stud, just an absolute uh, star in the making. And it was pretty clear from the jump what his game plan was going to be. And he wanted to attack Aaron Gordon. And the the T-Wolves, they definitely let him attack Aaron Gordon. Uh, He scored 38 points, dropped 10 threes, uh, 10 of 14 from the three-point line, 14 of 21 from the field. Didn't even take any free throws. Uh, Denver didn't really foul him in those situations. I think that's kind of insane. Uh, But they also... They didn't really make him force anything. They kind of just let him do his thing, and he kept hitting the shots. And sure, the percentages, I think he's shooting, I think, 31% from three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They definitely say that he's not a great three-point shooter. But if you're going to leave him open, you're going to give him constant opportunities to warm up. Uh, He is a talented enough player that Denver, they, they, they got their ass kicked. And Aaron Gordon, frankly, got roasted. And he deserves significant amount of the blame for that. There were other players that switched out onto him, like Jeff Green switched out on a couple possessions. Nikola Jokic got uh, had a three pointer drained in his grill. Uh, Will Barton just was uh, absent tonight. Uh, there's just a lot to really talk about here, but Aaron Gordon's the guy that needs to force Anthony Edwards to do something else. Clearly, Anthony Edwards was very comfortable as a three-point shooter, and clearly Anthony Edwards was going to take those threes until Aaron Gordon was going to stop him, and Aaron Gordon never did. That's his job. This is is his assignment. He's supposed to be taking Anthony Edwards out of the game. He spent no amount of time on anybody else. So it was just crazy to see uh, Gordon kind of struggle in that capacity, and maybe, maybe he wanted Edwards to take those shots. Maybe that was the game plan going in, and you just kind of have to take your lumps. But 
It didn't sound like it from the way that Michael Malone was speaking about it in postgame. So I think Aaron Gordon's probably got to refresh, refocus, understand that this is going to be uh, his responsibility for the foreseeable future here. Uh, Denver's not going to go let Monte Morris, Will Barton, or Jeff Green be the defensive stopper. It's got to be Aaron Gordon every single night. And if somebody like an Anthony Edwards is going off, that means that Aaron Gordon didn't do his job. So it is what it is. Carl Anthony Towns, 32 points. I thought he dominated Nikola Jokic today. Uh, 12 of 18 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, 5 of 5 from the line. Had three steals, one block, four rebounds, four assists. The best thing I can use to describe Towns today was very comfortable. He was comfortable within the system. Let Anthony Edwards take the shots that he wanted to, but uh, was also very comfortable isolating against Jokic on the left side of the floor and and at the top of the key after a pick and pop and things like that. Uh, it was just very clear from the jump that Carl Anthony Towns was going to take this game seriously and knew that he had to perform in order for the Wolves to get this win, and he absolutely did. He wasn't the most lethal guy from three tonight, but he was still fantastic. And I think Jokic, I don't know if he took him as seriously as he probably should have tonight. I think that he does take this matchup seriously in general most of the time, but I don't remember the last time the Wolves actually beat the Nuggets. So I understand if uh, if Jokic wasn't exactly like bringing the fervor in at the beginning of this game. Now, he was still very good on the offensive end, 27 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, only four turnovers compared to 11 assists. That's a ratio that you can live with. 11 of 16 from the field, two of four from three. It's pretty good. Um, If he had somebody else that kind of came with him, then it would be great. It would be fine. But you see on the other side where Edwards gets 38 points and Carl Anthony Towns gets 32 Jokic gets 27, and that's fine. He's dishing out 11 assists. But the second leading scorer was Monte Morris at 15. Then Marcus Howard at 14, Zeke Nagy at 13, and Jeff Green all the way down at 10. It's the next guy after that. Denver didn't really have anybody else that went with Jokic, which means, in my opinion, that Jokic has to be the guy who gets upwards of 35, gets into that, that crazy range in terms of the scoring that you have to do on top of the playmaking. Uh, the T-Wolves doubled him pretty consistently. It's one of the reasons why Yoke had 11 assists. They didn't let Towns go to the post, or they didn't let him be beat up in the post consistently by Yoke, uh, which was a smart thing for them. But uh, the game plan clearly worked because Denver, they didn't shoot well enough from three to match what the Timberwolves were doing. Uh the Timberwolves scored 27 more points at the th- at the three-point line than Denver did in this game. And the Nuggets lost by 17. I think the game plan was c- pretty clear, and they let it fly, and they absolutely deserve this win. Uh, it's, just, it's just too bad that Denver, they do not have what appears to be any margin of error at this point. They're performing and performing, and, and Jokic has a game where he's 27, 11, and 10, and it's just not enough. And 
They're, that's just kind of going to be the story for Denver. That in games where he had 35, 17, and 8, that Denver had a better chance than when he only has 27, 11, and 10. The Nuggets need somebody who can step up with him. And to his credit, Monte Morris stepped up in the first half. He had 15 points and five assists on the game, but pretty sure he was 12 points on five of five from the field, as well as three assists or four assists or something like that, in the first half alone. Really disappeared in the second half. Didn't really give Jokic the help offensively that he needed, uh, that somebody else needed to step up with, and you kind of look around at the rest of the starting unit. Uh, Will Barton should be that guy. Had eight points on eight shots, just uh, gave zero comfort in his game tonight. Just looked very uncomfortable. Uh, Not necessarily playing with the same uh, energy and aggression that he was at the beginning of the season. Definitely not the same confidence. Uh, Aaron Gordon, Anthony Edwards goes for 38 points. Aaron Gordon goes for eight points. That's kind of a tough matchup swing. Because Towns outscored Jokic by five. Like, somebody's going to have to make that up somewhere. And if you let your matchup outscore you by 30 points, that's going to really come back and bite you in the butt. D'Angelo Russell also goes for 16 points compared to Monte Morris's 15. D'Angelo Russell gets 16 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, only two turnovers, was a plus 20 tonight. And Monte Morris just couldn't really do anything against him defensively. That's another consistent thing with Monte now, that he just kind of remains a bad option defensively against these good point guards. Usually, if Anthony Edwards didn't exist, then Aaron Gordon would have been defending D'Angelo Russell. That's insane. But with Will Barton back and Monte Morris back, Denver's going to need somebody else to step up defensively because the rotations were not good on the back in the backcourts. Uh, Jeff Green can sometimes be pretty slow on the rotations on his end. Aaron Gordon is always engaged with the first option, and Jokic is always probably engaged with the primary action. And he also has rebounding responsibilities. So you need more from Monte. You need more from Will. You need more from Jeff Green on the defensive end to kind of make up for some of this stuff. Uh, it's too bad. It's a lot to ask of these guys, especially with the Denver as shorthanded as they are. But that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles right now. And Denver, they just got blown, blown out by Minnesota at home by 17 because they couldn't defend, because they were unwilling and incapable of defending the Timberwolves. And the T-Wolves are very talented, don't get me wrong, but there's no way that Edwards should be allowed to shoot the three ball 14 times if he's made 10 of them. That's insane. It is what it is. Uh, Maybe Will Barton is just taking his time to get back from what he was dealing with sickness-wise. Maybe as he recovers, looks a little bit better down the line, maybe on this road trip upcoming. And then he gets back to the place that they need him to be, which is just a better overall player on both ends of the floor, specifically defensively. They need him to be that guy because there just isn't anybody else that can step up into that role. So I hope he's able to do it. 
Hope he's capable. Um, Jeff Green had a couple of good moments. He took a charge on Cat, had a sweet dunk on the next possession. But beyond that, that was just kind of a mad game from Jeff Green too. He staggered with the bench unit today. We're going to talk about them in the second segment. But I wasn't impressed with the bench unit for obvious reasons, despite the fact that they were the big positives for today. The bench was positive. The starters were big negatives. And I think you can point to Aaron Gordon's inability to shut down or match Anthony Edwards. You can point to Jokic actually losing the center battle to Cat. And I think you can point to Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, guys like that making the hustle plays. D'Angelo Russell outperforming Monte Morris. Will Barton didn't make the hustle plays. Jeff Green made one hustle play. It was a good one. But it's just it's just not enough in these situations. Denver needs more. They need more from their guys. And the starters didn't provide. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the bench unit. But first, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. It is that simple. And the great thing about DraftKings, they are safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So make sure to download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Download uh, DraftKings, bet $1 on any team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code MHS, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Back at it, Pickaxe and Roll. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can, it would be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Like to have guests on when I can. Like to continue to add to the content so it's not just after games. It's like the mailbag that I did yesterday with Asher Levy. If you are interested in hearing about some players that we talked about, maybe some potential trade candidates, things like that, uh, then make sure to go listen to that podcast where we, we cover a whole bunch of topics picked up by lots of Nuggets fans. So check that out. Okay. Uh, Denver went with a nine-man rotation today in this game, and they staggered Jeff Green. And I was kind of surprised about that. I thought they'd bring back Will Barton and stagger him. thought that there was potential to stagger Aaron Gordon, maybe get a little bit more uh, wing defense versatility, whatever you want to call it. But Denver staggers Jeff Green instead. And it didn't really work. Not surprised that it didn't really work because Denver, they're playing a bench unit that includes Faku Campazo, Marcus Howard, Vlaco Chanchar, 
Jeff Green, and Zeke Naji. It's just not a lot of talent. It's not a really good unit. And it's going to struggle against a lot of teams. And the Minnesota bench unit is not a good one. Let me just say that. Uh, Nas Reed's really struggled this year. Malik Beasley, his on-off is really bad. Uh, guys like Jaden McDaniels, for example. The, the T-Wolf starters are a very good unit, and they proved it today. Uh, but the bench is not very good, so perhaps that is one of the reasons why Denver's unit finished in the positives. But they did do some good things, and I think chief among them, uh, before his uh, very scary and uh, unfortunate injury, was Marcus Howard. Uh, let's start with the good first. 14 points, 4 of 13 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, had a couple free throws as well. Uh, Marcus Howard was very interesting in this game. He jacked up a bunch of threes, nine threes in 17 minutes. That's going to be his game. He shot four of nine from three. That was a good sign from him. Uh, he also got to the free throw line a couple times, as I mentioned. And you like to see him leverage his three-point shot into looks for others and looks for himself uh, around the rim that are a little bit easier. Uh, he did go 0 of 4 from inside the arc today, but I did like what I saw with him attacking off of those closeouts, making sure to leverage his ability to draw the defense out onto the perimeter so that the paint is open. Uh, he missed the floaters, but uh, hopefully if the injury that he suffered isn't serious, then maybe this could be used as kind of a catalyst moment for him where he uses that. Uh, and then can get to the floater and, and shoot it with some efficiency as he gets more comfortable with that shot in-game. Uh, but he had 14 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. It was good to see. Two turnovers was a plus three in his 17 minutes. But he did get hurt. Uh, he did get his knee rolled into by, I think it was Jada McDaniels, in the early fourth quarter. It was pretty scary because he was down for a long time. The Nuggets players went over, stood around him for a while, and then he was helped off uh, by multiple trainers. Couldn't really put any pressure on his left leg and on that left knee by the looks of things. So after the game, Michael Malone said that there wasn't any update, though he did hear from the trainer that it's possible that it was a hyperextension as opposed to a an ACL tear or anything like that. Uh, if it's a hyperextension, then that is a is a godsend from uh, the basketball gods or whoever have you, because Denver can't have another long-term injury right now. They are just to fully to the brim with injuries and absences, and players like Jamichael Green and Austin Rivers and like they'll they'll eventually be back. But Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. P.J. Dozier, they're going to be out for a while here, uh, Porter and Dozier for the rest of the season in all likelihood. So I just I just can't see this working out well for Denver because I'm very jaded right now and very colored by all of the bad things that have happened to them on the injury front. But if they do get a reprieve here, uh, hopefully Marcus Howard can take that and use it that when he gets back out on the court to continue to just chuck from three because he's been a great three-point shooter ever since he got the minutes. So hopefully he continues to get him. Faku Campazo played 30 minutes tonight, uh, six points, 
on two of eight from the field, two of seven from three. The three pointer wasn't working, wasn't really working for him, but he did do a lot of other good things. And that's one of the reasons why Denver's bench was as uh, good as it was. Uh, had eight assists, three rebounds, one steal, two blocks. A couple of those blocks, I'm pretty sure at least one of them was a strip, a strip block where somebody tried to go up for a shot, but he kind of deflected it on the way up. Uh, one of those, like the one that I'm thinking about specifically, turned into a Monte Morris three on the other end of the floor. And uh, it was just, it was a five point swing because Jaden McDaniels tries to go up for a layup with Faku right, ab- right under him. And Faku takes the ball away, takes away two points, gets the ball out to Monte. He gets three points out of it. So it was a good play from Faku, and he continues to make those plays. It's it's not like it's not like consistently, but with more frequency than a lot of the other players on the roster. So you like to see that from him. You like to see that from um, a player that needs to be able to do those things in order to maintain value. What I'll say. Uh, wasn't shot over as much as he had been in previous games. Like the uh, the Washington game really stands out. Like I mentioned, uh, the San Antonio game at times, both games against San Antonio. But uh, tonight it really wasn't an issue. He was definitely not the problem on either end of the floor. Thought that he had some good chemistry with Jokic as well in the pick and roll. And you like to see that because he's got to step up in these situations. So. Oh, I forgot, by the way, Bones Highland uh, violated a team rule today. Um, it was either today or it was yesterday. Not really sure about the timing of it and when it took place. But the reason why Bones Highland did not play, he was sent home from the team today, uh, was because of a violation of team rules. Uh, take that for what you will. He could have been late to shoot around this morning. He could have been, he could have mistreatment, something like that. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much on what it was. If I do hear something, then maybe I'll share it with you. Maybe I won't, depending on what it is. But uh, yeah, no, he he's fine. Michael Malone still had good things to say about him post game, uh, that he's still a part of their rotation. It's nothing like that, and he will be playing on the road trip, and he's earned that right. He definitely has. Uh, Vlako Chanchar, he played kind of the 3-4 role today, kind of combined with Jeff Green in that capacity, and he just was kind of out there. I didn't really notice anything specific. He had the highest plus-minus on the team at plus eight, but plus four of that was due to uh, garbage time, so I'm not not even really going to count that, but even still, um, I wonder if he just moved the ball well out there. I wonder if the defense was a little bit better with him out there. I can't really point to anything specific. He did have seven rebounds in 19 minutes, so maybe that's something, but had two points on two free throw attempts. Did have a good chase down. Uh, they didn't credit him with the block by the looks of things, but uh, he did have a good chase down. I'm pretty sure it was on Anthony Edwards, if I'm not mistaken, so kind of impressive there. Um, but it was kind of a meh game from Vlatko. Just nothing really stood out. And once Denver gets healthy, he's probably going back to the bench. That's pretty straightforward. Zeke Naji, uh, last one on the bench here. Uh, better shooting day from Zeke Naji. 13 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. 
was one of three from the free throw line. That's not good enough. He needs to be better from the line. Uh, but it was nice to see him hit some threes. He had been like he airballed his first one by about three feet uh, from the vantage point that I was standing or sitting. And that wasn't a great look because it was kind of a wide open corner three at that point, but got a couple wing threes. Uh, after he airballed the three, he had a really sweet dunk uh, where on the closeout against whether it was McDaniels, whether it was Vanderbilt, not really sure, can't really remember, but uh, attacked the closeout really well and then threw down the hammer uh, from the baseline. It was very cool. Uh, he also got fouled on the play, but did miss the free throw. But he did have 13 points, did have nine rebounds in 22 minutes, was a plus five. Plus four of that was due to garbage time, but still plus one in non-garbage time. And that's a good sign that that from him, that even though Denver has been struggling with the bench unit, that he found a nice rhythm, grabbed nine, nine rebounds in this game, three offensive. That was pretty good. I know he had at least one put back, maybe two. Uh, but his chemistry with Faku was pretty good. His chemistry with Marcus Howard was pretty good. His chemistry with Jokic was pretty good. So hopefully, if, as long as he stays in the rotation, which, I mean, there is nobody else. Uh, but as long as he stays in the rotation and does what he wants to do, does what he needs to do, then Denver should be in a pretty good position to succeed. He and Vlaco and Jeff, uh, they spent a lot of time defending Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and players like that on switches. And I did want to point that out before going to a break here, because when Denver has guys like um, Faku Capazzo, Marcus Howard, uh, Monte Morris, Will Barton, they need those guys to be able to defend. Because if you play three small guards or three players that are incapable of defending a player like and Anthony Edwards, you have situations like tonight where Edwards and Cat were being defended by Vlaco and Zeke specifically. And then there was a Zeke and Jeff Green pick and roll that was very specific in my mind as well, where neither of those guys are a wing stopper. Neither of those guys are somebody that you would want to trust with the assignment to guard Anthony Edwards. Now, Aaron Gordon is somebody you'd want to trust. Like That seems like a good matchup for Aaron Gordon, but obviously he got torched, so maybe you're just kind of trying stuff at that point. But I don't know if Zeke Naji is necessarily being put into a great position to succeed. If he's having to chase around D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, guys like that, Like he's 6'10", but so much of the utility for him is as a switch big, somebody who starts on the big, who isn't like... He isn't the main responsibility for those guys, but can defend in the pick and roll and then can switch if need be. Uh, That's what I would hope for, is that in those situations, he then presses up on those players, forces them to drive, things like that. Uh, He got shot over a bunch today. Uh, He got driven around a couple times. Wasn't great defense specifically from Zeke, but I do think that he's finding a good rhythm here. That as long as he's hitting the outside shots, as long as he's rebounding, uh, then he's going to provide some functional value for Denver. Uh, something that they haven't really had on a consistent basis. So either way, let's take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the mounting injury situation because it is dire. It is not good. We'll be right back. 
final segment, Pickaxe and Roll, thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Uh, final thoughts on this game before I talk about the mounting injuries. Sometimes a team just hits 23 threes. Uh, sometimes that just happens. And Denver has kind of been playing with fire a lot in some recent weeks where they've been playing these opponents like the Wizards, uh, who couldn't throw a pee in the ocean in the first half, then kicked it into high gear in the second half. Uh, other teams like that, where they didn't really respect them from a three-point shooting perspective and just kind of survived because Jokic was that dominance or because they had already established enough of a lead at the beginning that no amount of shooting could really surmount that comeback. Um, I do think that Denver was kind of due for a game like this where a team was just going to shoot really well against them, kind of above their standard. And let's be frank, Anthony Edwards, he was, he's only like, I think he's the first guy this year to hit 10 threes in a game. That might not be true, but I think it actually is that he's the first player in the NBA to hit 10 threes. That's kind of abnormal. And so I'm not sure if Denver can really take too much from that. Uh, he just got super hot. Carl Anthony Towns played incredibly well. And when you get 70 from those two combined, the rest of it becomes pretty easy if you don't do well on the margins. And Denver didn't really do well on the margins. So it is what it is. You take this game, you move on, you try to get yourself healthy and ready to go for the road trip. And you better hope to hell that Will Barton is back and better and Aaron Gordon is back and better and that Monte Morris doesn't peter out in the second half like he did tonight and, and whatever you want to say. But the mounting injuries are a big deal. Marcus Howard goes down early in the fourth quarter. It's possibly a hyperextension, but there is potential that it is a torn ACL or something similar. And if that's the case, then if the worst comes true, then Denver will be without the following players for the next couple of months to the rest of the season. Uh, Jamal Murray for the next couple of months, and then Michael Porter Jr., P.J. Dozier, and Marcus Howard for the rest of the year. Uh, at least we think on the Porter situation. Like I, I don't have any inside info on that. I don't think anybody does. Murray will come back eventually, as I say, but Porter, Dozier, possibly Howard are probably not going to come back, and that can get really dangerous for Denver because you start to really think about it. The roster is decidedly thin. They are very, very stretched thin. They have 13 players that they can play around with since Murray, Porter, Dozier, Howard are all not necessarily available. Uh, the starters are Morris, Martin, Gordon, Jeff Green, Jokic. The bench consists of Faku, Bones, Austin Rivers, Zeke Naji, Jamichael Green, Already kind of Denver's B team or C team when it comes to the bench already, but uh, the reserves are Flacco Chanchar, Bull Bull, Peter Cornelly, and that's it. That's all they got. They don't have anybody else that they can go to because they only have 13 players available to them. It's time for Denver to start using a disabled player exception. The DPE that we were talking about kind of when, when Dozier went down, when Porter went down, uh, Denver has to apply for a disabled player exception. They have to put forth to the league that they want this uh, extra financial credit 
that allows them to sign a player for the rest of the season that doesn't count against their salary cap uh, or their luxury tax. They can have that if that player is out for the year. I think it's pretty clear that P.J. Dozier's out for the year. That's if they decide that they actually want to apply for and get a disabled player exception, then they will have to say that that player is out. But there is some cash that free agents could accumulate as well as a role in Denver that I think could definitely be appealing to a lot of people. Because uh, the fact is, is that the, the margins are so thin right now with this group that a full-strength roster includes 13 players, and that includes Flacco, Bull, and Peter Cornelly. Like It also includes a rookie in Bones, a diminutive point guard in Faku, and Jamichael Green, who has struggled like crazy this year. Denver doesn't have anybody. They need help. The margins are so, so thin. Like, they're at this point where if Howard's injury is extremely bad, that they could probably apply for three designated player exceptions. Uh, disabled player exceptions, excuse me. Devon Reed would be an ideal add. He has chemistry and experience with this group, and Denver knows what they're going to get from him. That's a, that's a player that could really help. Lance Stevenson. Could also help Denver. He's been pretty good down in Grand Rapids and could probably be somebody that they use from a, a playmaking and point guard slash shooting guard standpoint. Uh, he would probably help with the playmaking side of things. Nick Stauskas would probably help with the shooting and the offensive side of the things if the bench is really, if that's what they really need, if they'd like to keep Faku and Bones together, maybe want somebody with a little bit more size. Nick Stauskas, I'm pretty sure, is six foot six, so might be better to add than somebody like an Isaiah Thomas, who might be helpful. He was just added to the G League roster over the course of these past few days. Uh, and though he's about the same size as a Marcus Howard, Denver playing Faku, Isaiah Thomas, and Bowens Highland together, not sure if that's really viable. Like it's certainly not viable defensively. Even offensively, you're going to struggle at times because those guys are just fighting amongst themselves for the ball, to control the ball in the pick and roll. So I'm concerned. I am definitely concerned. And if Denver, like if they have any desire to still be a top six seed in the Western Conference, uh, to position their team in such a way that they can compete in the playoffs, not just get there then maximizing your roster is the most important thing you can do. And injuries happen to everybody. It sucks. It's just an awful thing for Denver specifically this year because it feels like it's hit them harder than anybody. But you have this exception at your disposal. You probably have to use it. It's probably time. Like I'm not really sure why Denver has waited so long already. They know that they're not getting P.J. Dozier back. They need somebody else who can fill in his spot. Because I'm not sure. Uh, like You can't just survive on 10-day contracts with Davon Reed. You need to agree to a roster spot. 
That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the love and support, as I always say. Uh, I will be back probably tomorrow. I know that Denver has a game on Friday. I'll definitely podcast after that game as well. So you get podcasts from me on Friday and Saturday this week. Should be good. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you.